I hope that this, these past 15 days have been so good for you. I know for me it's been incredible. Uh, we are in this awakened journey, and I hope you are joining with us. If you haven't, you're more than welcome to hop on board with us today. And uh, for the past 15 days, uh, we have been on this journey of, of asking God to awaken our hearts to the spirit that's alive in us. God is alive and he's living and he's active and he wants to do something big and through uh, both me and you and I'm excited to see what he's doing. And so if you'll do me a favor, pull out, you have a prayer guide uh, in front of you. I think it's the smaller of the cards. Yeah. Miller, can I borrow that for just one second? Yes, sir. So uh, this is what, uh, this is what you, I want you to grab real quick. So this is if you don't have one of these or you're, you might be fasting from social media right now, I've been posting all these on social media every day for you guys to have on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but also, we want you to use this, take this home. Hopefully you're praying through these things. Each day is a prayer for something different. We give you scripture to read um, for your quiet time that day. And today is praying for our church. And uh, so we're going to take a moment. We're going to pray for our church family, our church body. And, uh, and, and I hope you've already done that today in your quiet times. Hopefully you're also getting texts every morning. Hopefully uh, we try to space them out for in the mornings while you're at school. And then while in the weekends, not too early so it doesn't wake you up. But uh, we hope that you grab those and you, you grab those texts and you're praying through those as well. Um, but we're excited and then next Sunday is our Awaken Celebration, which will be in the gym. It's going to be super rad. And uh, we've got members of Casting Crowns, members of Third Day coming out. Tony Nolan's coming to speak. It's gonna, we have snowballs. We have a photo booth. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. We have some surprises for you. You don't want to miss out next Sunday night at 6.30. Be here around 6. Come for all the early party stuff. And then uh, we get kicked off around 6.30. It's going to be super cool. And we're super, super excited excited about this because we want to see God move and do something big. Now, we understand that people are coming back from vacations. Man, I was talking to somebody today that they're trying their hardest to get back from vacations. We also know that there are exams the next week for some of you guys and gals. We understand that. We want to be sympathetic to that. That's why we're getting done around 830. You have plenty of time to study before and after church. And so you can take about a two-hour break, come to the church, worship, celebrate, eat some free snowballs. And it, it's just, it, snowball, what a snowball ball is, is like a snow cone with ice cream in the middle it's just like it's awesome Alex where you at dog it's awesome so it's it's uh man it's just so good so you want to be there for that uh photo booth stuff it's just going to be it's going to be super fun so don't miss out next week and uh we're 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 excited to see what's what God is going to do so I'm going to pray we're going to dive in going to continue to talk about Moses over the next few moments and uh and I'm just excited God is good so let's pray Father I love you I thank you for these teenagers that are here today God you have a special plan for them and today they're here for a reason and so God I just ask and I pray and I beg that you just meet with us over the next few moments God God I pray that you would rain down on this place and that, they were, that we would truly see you through your word. God, there's no accident that they're here. So God, I pray that they would open up their hearts to hear from your word today because you're a good God that wants to speak to us and wants to, wants to illuminate yourself to us. So Father, let us see you over the next few moments. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, last uh, two weeks ago, we started talking about Moses and we talked about his calling um, when he went and, and 
uh, met God at the burning bush. And we, we started talking about the call. And this week, we're continuing to, to talk about Moses as we talk about the consecration. Now, we see big things in Moses' life. Big things happened when Moses went to the mountain and met with God. And, and God seemed to really meet with Moses um, when he went to the mountain. And when he went to uh, meet, see the burning bush, he was on the Mount Sinai and and he saw the burning bush, and we we're going to talk about today, uh, right before he gets the Ten Commandments. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Ten Commandments, the Big Ten, but we're going to talk about the moment right before he goes and gets the Ten Commandments uh, on Mount Sinai, again, meeting with God. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to kind of tell you about something that happened to me the other day and how it kind of relates back and, and, and it just, just go with me for a few minutes. I was at the house, and uh, I, I walk in my kitchen. And by the way, time out, I would ask that you would selfishly, selfishly pray for me. We're about to move, and we're about to move closer to here. Uh, we're moving to Smyrna, and uh, I'm excited about that. And yes, moving. No, moving stinks. But the fact that we'll be up here, we want to have you guys over as much as you guys want to come over. We're 15, literally 15 minutes from here. And so, so you guys can come and crash. You don't even have to call. You just knock on the door. If we don't answer, that means you can't come in. So, um, but you're more than welcome to come over. Uh, we're excited about that. That's why we wanted to move close to the church so we could have you guys over to the house. We're super, super excited for that. So in two weeks, we close. And uh, Memorial Day weekend, we'll, we'll be moving in. So we're, we're really, really excited about that. Um, but so time back in, I was walking around the house, uh, I go into the kitchen, and I smelled something funky, and I was like, this is just, yeah, just, it just was weird, and so I went over to the, uh, the sink, and I noticed there were dishes all in the sink, like piled high, and I'm like, well, being the good husband that I am, and, and the very masculine thing, and, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this for my wife, because I love my wife. And I don't want her to have to do this. And so I went over to the dishes and I started, I started washing the dishes. And I kept washing. I'm like, man, this is, uh, this is funky. And so I washed a little bit more and I'm washing. I'm putting them out and, and, I, and, and I'm putting them on the side, you know, as you let them air dry. Because I wasn't going to use the dishwasher. Man, I'm going to do it my, you know. So I'm getting in there and I'm, I get the soap, I get the sponge, and I'm like doing the thing. And I set them out and I let them air dry. I'm like, I don't, who needs to dry them off? I'm just air dry, you know. And the evaporation, that's the way it really needs to work. So I'm like washing everything, putting it, washing everything, putting it. But I'm still smelling that funk. I'm like, man, what? What is that smell? This is just, oh. And so I'm washing, and I get halfway done, and it's still not going away, and I get all the way done, and I'm like, man, it just hasn't gotten any better. Like, it just didn't get any better. So I wash my hands, and I go back and sit on the couch, you know, and, and, I, and I'm watching Phineas and Ferb or something like that. And, and uh, so I'm sitting there, and I, you know, I um, um, have my hand like this, and I'm going, oh, the funk followed me. Like, what in the world? And I'm like, smelling my hands, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's on my hands. I go and try to wash it out, and, and I'm thinking, what in the world? And it finally, like, it just, it just was so funky. It was like a sour smell. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Just, what was that, you know, what is that smell? And I got to thinking back on my, my experience of washing the dishes. And, and have, have any of you, like, ever washed dishes and you smell something funky, and you're like, oh, I got 
to get rid of it. You know, I got to wash the dishes, got to get it done. I got to get that smell out. And then I got to thinking, what did I use? I was like, it can't be the soap. Soap smells good. It can't be the soap that smells funky. It can't be the water, although, you know, the government water, it could be bad. I don't know, but, oh, sorry. That was a low blow on the government. Um, but, But I was thinking, man, then I got, and I saw the little yellow thing sitting in the bottom of the sink. And I was like, there it is. There it is. There's the culprit. Thankfully, this is a new one. So, <laughs> but, but I picked it up and I smelled. I was like, <coughs> you know, and I smelled it again. I was like, man, that thing is bad. And it is so bad. And I'm like, why in the world did, is this sponge so, so bad? Has anybody else picked up a nasty sponge and washed dishes with it? And you know what I'm talking about. You know that smell. It's like, oh, it's so horrible. And you know, and, and, and I got to thinking about what happened with the sponge. So what had happened was someone before me had washed dishes and the sponge had fallen in the bottom of the sink. And what had happened is the bacteria and the food that had gotten lodged in the pores, you know, and, and it got lodged deep in there. And they let the, sun, the sponge sit in the bottom of the sink and bacteria started to grow. This is just science, y'all. This is, this is, you know, you've, you've gone through science class. And so you're going through science and, and, and I'm going, oh man, this sponge has just sat and soaked and ultimately soured. It has sat and soaked and ultimately soured because it sat in the bottom, gathered all the the funkiness, and then started to be funky. And so I'm using that as my lead-in to talk about Moses this morning. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. That's what a good speaker does. So here, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 20 if you have your Bibles. Or excuse me, 19, chapter 19 if you have your Bibles. Exodus chapter 19. I'll refer back to the sponge thing here in a little bit. But Exodus chapter 19. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you a Bible. You can just raise your hand and one of our staff will give you a Bible. And you can take that home if you don't have a Bible of of your own. Take that as uh, a free gift from us to you. But we want to ask that you turn to Exodus. Genesis, Exodus is the second book in the Old Testament, the first, book, first part of the Bible. And we want, to, we want to dive through chapter 19 for just the next few moments. So if you have your notes page, which that's the big paper that's sitting on the chairs next to you or in front of you, we want to ask that you pull that big page out and grab a pen because we have some things we want you to write down this morning. We have some notes that we want you to take. We, want you, we, we have some ideas that we want you to hear that is applicable for you this morning. If you can hear my voice this morning, this right now, is where you are, and this is where I am as well. And we see Moses in chapter 19, and we're just going to go through, we're going to go through this chapter just for a few moments and bring it back to where we are in STS. Chapter 19, let me give you a little backstory. Moses has freed the people from Egyptian captivity. They're now starting their journey to wander through the desert for the next 40 years. 40 years. And that whole purpose was to kill off a generation. I know that you're saying, man, that is just harsh language. But that was what it was about, the generation that, had, that needed to pass on. They needed to 
go away, that needed to ultimately die so that God would do something big so that they could go into the promised land. And so they're in the desert and they're, they're walking around and, and they are three months into this, three months into this journey, and they stop at Mount Sinai. Now, as they stop at Mount Sinai, they're going to camp out here for the next 11 months. They're going to camp out here for the next 11 months as they wander through the desert. They're going to camp out here for the next 11 months. And so as we, as we get to this chapter 19, we see the preparation of God about to meet with Moses about to give him the Ten Commandments and really spend some hardcore time with Moses and tell him some things about the tabernacle and the feasts and all this stuff. As we look right here, we see a huge part in a big word called consecration. We'll dive in on that and talk about how that meets with us here in a minute. So verse 1 of chapter 19, In the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on the very day they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, Rephidim, sorry, Rephidim, my words, I'm from Walton County, so it kind of gets mixed up sometimes. They entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in the, mount, in the front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the, uh, to the house of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Time out right there. Super huge language that God is using. And I love this metaphor that he's saying. He said, I carried you on eagle's wings just as a, a mother eagle would, would carry its, its young out and really drop them to get them to learn how to fly on their own. That eagle would come in and swoop in and catch their young and protect them on their wings. And that's what God is saying. I have protected you every time. I've protected you each time as, as I've let you go. I've, I've come back and helped you out. I've, I've, I, don't forget, I've been there the whole time. Just as a mother eagle, I've carried you on eagle's wings. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then he says, verse 5, Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of the nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. And so God gives the Israelites, uh, excuse me, God gives the Israelites three names right here. Write these three names down. He gives them three names. Number one, he calls them his treasured possession. God calls the Israelites his treasured possession. Number two, he calls them a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests. And number three, he calls them a holy nation. He calls them his treasured possession, a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation. And these three things are so important, and we're going to see those here in a few minutes. So let's keep on reading as we go in verse 7. We're going to read 7 through 11. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. And the people all responded together, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, 
I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready for the third day because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai and the sight, or in the sight of all the people. So Moses, or God tells Moses, to have them get ready to consecrate themselves. Now, what does it mean to consecrate? What is that word? It's a big church word that you might have heard a time or two. And so let me explain to you what consecrate. This was an inward preparation for what God was going to do and say. An inward preparation for what God was going to do and say. An inward preparation for what God was going to do and say. Let's look at verse 16. We've got to hurry. On the morning of the third day, there was, a th there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp, camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. The whole mountain trembled violently, and the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Then Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended on the mountain, the Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. When they had gotten ready, they had consecrated themselves. God showed up on the scene and did something huge. A lot of scientists and a lot of people who think they know the Bible equate this to maybe a volcano blast have went out on Mount Sinai. But oh no, that's not what happened. It didn't erupt. There wasn't uh, molten lava that came out of this mountain. No, it was God himself who came down to meet with Moses and give a word to the people. This was a huge, huge deal. But in order for that to happen, they had to consecrate themselves. They had to be prepared for what God was going to tell them. And I think about where we are and where you are in the past 15 days of this awakened journey. If you're joining with us, you're, you're probably thinking to yourselves, man, we've been in this what in the world does this all have to do with me? But here's what we're saying, and here's what we as a staff have been praying for and what we've been wanting to see in your lives, that God is, or you are consecrating yourself and getting yourself prepared for what God is going to do next Sunday night. I have no doubt that God wants to meet with you next week. I have no doubt that God wants to show up in your world and in the world of your friends next Sunday night. But in order to get on that mountain, in order to get ready to see what God is going to do, we have to, you have to consecrate yourselves, set apart and get ready. And so what we're doing is we're praying through these things. And let me tell you, that doesn't come with ease. That doesn't come uh, with just, it's just going to float by. That doesn't come with everything's cush and everything's good. But let me tell you, that comes with attack. That comes with the enemy being hacked off. That comes with, with personal attacks, with temptation. That comes with negative words that are being said. People tearing, listen, I've even heard people tearing awaken down 
and making fun of what we're doing, making fun of meeting with God and calling it less than anything else, calling it different things, calling it wannabes, calling it, calling it all these things that are not what it is. This is us meeting with God. And the enemy's hacked off. The enemy loathes what we're doing. And for some of you, you say, man, this is cool, this is neat. We get to hear a cool band. If I even go, this prayer thing, that this prayer guide that we're going through, that's kind of cool, but you know what? I'm not gonna do it. It's just another thing. And for some of you in here, if that's you, you know what? I'm praying that God would spark something even today that you would say, you know what? This is real. This is real. This is for me. And then there's some of you who have been praying and you've been fasting and you've been seeking the Lord and you've been getting those texts and you've been seeing those posts on Instagram and Facebook and you're saying, man, I'm praying, I'm praying. I want God to show up. I want God to move. I might not have four friends, but I'm gonna invite uh, four friends to come, but you hopefully have four friends, but I might not have four friends to come, but I'm praying for four friends to be in the gym next Sunday. Because I'm gonna tell you through the worship it's going to be awesome. We're going to have some surprise. Oh, man, it's going to be a big night. But when Tony gives the gospel presentation, I'm asking that God just shows up and we truly meet with him and we rejoice on what he is going to do in that moment where you can look at your friend and give him a high five or give her a hug and say, I'm so proud of you. You are now my sister. You are now my brother in Christ. But that only happens when us, as a family, we consecrate ourselves to what God is doing and what God wants to do. We get prepared. A couple of weeks ago, you remember when the power went out and we had that massive worship service? It was just killer. And man, I put the call out. Who's going to be with me? Who's going to go? Who's going to stand up in this whole place? And I didn't, wanna, I didn't want you to be guilted into it. I didn't want there to be like, my friends are doing it, so I'll do it too. But this whole place stood up and said, I'm for it. I'm down. I'll go. I'll call. I'll ask. I'll pray. I'll fast. I'll do whatever you need me to do for the kingdom of God. And it's not me. It's God. God's call and my fear is that we've let the enemy go it's not that big of a deal and we've listened to that and we won't make it a big deal in our lives but here's the deal this is bigger than just right now this is bigger than just right now this is setting you up for the future as you become adults because here's my fear, students. That just like the sponge, that so many of you have came and you've sat and you've heard God's word and you've heard it taught and you've heard it preached and you've listened to it and you've sang the songs and you've read the scriptures, but you've sat and you've soaked. And my fear is that some of us maybe have soured a little bit. Because we say, I don't need to reach out. But God has called us to do something bigger. God has called us to be poured out. God has called us to make room for him. God has called us to take what we've learned and go out. 
and share it to others. He hasn't called us to sit and soak and sour. He's called us to reach out. He's called us to serve. And so how do we do that? How do we, how do we serve God? How do, we, how do we do these things? And we have this event coming next week called Awaken. And we think about how, how do we do this? That's where you come in. That's where you come in. At your tables today, you're going to be discussing what we talked about today in, in here. But also, there's a call for you. Because we need some of you, actually no, we need all of you who are going to be here that night, we need all of you to step up and say, you know what, I'll take it to the next level. If I miss the first song, that's okay, because I'm going to be outside greeting people as they come in. If I have to stand up and just take pictures, or if I have to hold a, a camera for someone before, in front of our photo wall, in our photo booth, whatever, if I have to hold stuff, I'll do it. So that people feel welcome. And this isn't just another event. Listen, guys, this is something that we want you to be a part of. We don't want our adults to do this. This is your student ministry. We want you to sign up. We want you to say, you know what? I'll be in the parking lot. When people are out there, I'll be in the parking lot. When people get out of their cars, I'll help them show them where to park. Please don't get hit by cars. But well, I'll show them where to park. And when they come out, we'll lead them in. We'll walk them to the registration table where we'll need some of you ladies, some of you, you fellas who, who are, are bubbly and who can get their cards because everybody's going to fill a card out because we want everybody's information. They're going to fill the card out. And some of you will sit on that, uh, sit at that table and you'll get the cards filled out and some of you will go into the next spot and be standing there, hey, come stand in front of this wall, let me get your picture and you can post it on Instagram, you can post it on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever you use, MySpace. And then you're like, you go downstairs and there, there's snowballs out there and we're handing out snowballs to anybody who wants one. What flavor do you want? Let me get it for you. What, what, what style do you want? Do you want a double dip? Comb? I don't know what they call them, but you know, I'll get it for you. Or you go downstairs and you hold everybody's junk and purses and stuff while they're getting their, their pictures taken in the photo booth. And then we go in together and we worship. It's called Service. Because we don't want you, listen, we don't want you to sit and soak and sour. We want you to stand and serve. Because I want to tell you, man, I want to meet with God. I don't know about you, but I want God to show up and do big things in your life. This isn't just another event. This is something huge that's going to happen. And we want you to be a part of it. We want you to take ownership over it. And so as we go to our groups, your tables have lists of stuff we need help on. If you say, Ryan, I'm down, I'll help, I'll serve. Man, let your table group write your name and phone number and email down, and we'll get you the info. We'll tell you what time to be here, uh, be here and meet here. We'll give you the rundown on what we need you to do. I want to tell you, but for the next few days, May the next few moments and days be days where we truly lean into God for what he has to say to us. He doesn't want you to miss out on what he's gonna do. I don't want you to miss out because man, you're loved. You're loved more than you ever know. I'm gonna tell you, this is home. And friends, we're here for you. 
We want to serve you. So let me pray for you before we go to our groups. Over the next few moments, I'm going to ask as we go to our groups that we, we really dive in. We really see what God has for us. And we really see what the word is for us today. Let's pray. God, I love you. I thank you for these teenagers and I thank you that they're here this morning. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that they would understand that 1 Peter 2.9 says they're a holy nation, a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Father, and that brings it back to us. What you told the Israelites, you tell us. In 1 Peter 2.9. And so, Father, I pray as we go to our groups, Lord, we'll go, you know what? Next week I'll serve. I'll serve. I'll do it. I'm down. I'm not scared. I'll go in love on other people. I'll reach out. And then I'll see God do something big. Because God's already moving. We're just meeting him where he is. So God, we love you. We thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's head to our groups.